Hey gang, Coach Bruce Babishan here, a.k.a. your corner man, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Each week, my podcast takes a deep dive into what it truly takes to get the most out of yourself and those you lead in business, sports, and life. The show is real, it's raw, it's intense, very informative, and sometimes really emotional, but I promise in every episode, there is something that each one of you can take and immediately put to work that can have a positive impact on you or your program. Now sit back and enjoy this week's show. Hey gang, Coach Bruce Babishan here, aka your corner man, and I want to thank you for joining me. It's always an honor and a pleasure to have you invest your time with me, so I truly, truly appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed my last uh, episode, my interview with my pal Boom Boom Mancini, raised a cool cat, and he had a lot to share, real passionate guy, and there's a lot to take away from that. If this is the first time you're listening to the show, this show is really about the lessons that sports teach us, not just boxing, uh, the lessons that sports teach us. You know, and as you know, I have, you know, the best coaches and the best athletes on from a variety of sports, all sports, really, uh, because the truth is that the the challenges that we all face in business and life and sports are all quite similar. And sports is just a perfect vehicle for teaching. And so, you know, the goal of this podcast is to share lessons that you can learn and to share information that you can apply in your own life, whether it be to your own life, whether it be to your business or to the team you lead. And that's the goal every week. Now, if this is the first time you're listening on my website, www.yourcornerman.com forward slash podcast, please leave your email address so we can keep you updated and let you know about new guests coming up. Uh, next week's guest is uh, Daredevil Nick Walenda. It's a fantastic story of the Flying Walendas. This is a guy who understands how to operate in the face of overwhelming pressure uh, and adverse circumstances. So you're going to want to tune in for that show. But leave your email on my website and uh, we'll stay in touch with you. We appreciate it. If you're listening on Google or Stitcher or Apple or any of the other platforms, please leave us a five-star rating. The purpose of that is it drives us up in the rankings and more people get access and more people can learn and listen and take advantage of the information that, that I'm sharing on the show and that my guests share every week. So it's it's really important that you do that. And finally, one more thing before we jump into this week's show. You know, if you run a peer group, if you have a business, uh, if you are an event planner and you're looking for a speaker, please go to my website, www.yourcornerman.com. Look for the speaking session. And if you're looking for somebody to talk about the things where they have true expertise, I'm not going to talk to you about band building or brand building or social media. I'm going to talk to you about the things that I know about peak performance, about mental toughness, about building, you know, unbeatable team cultures, uh, about leadership. That's the areas where I have personal expertise, personal understanding. I've spent the past, you know, during this COVID, I've been spending so much time doing Zoom calls. Uh, it's a fantastic experience. It's unique. Uh, but I've been sharing every opportunity I can with uh, with companies and, 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 frankly, teams all over the country. So if you're looking and if you're interested, please go to my website, go to the speaking section, you know, uh, leave your contact information. Either I'll get back to you or more likely somebody on my team will get back to you and uh, we'll talk and we'll see if we can put something together. It's always my honor and pleasure to uh, try and support you in that way. Now, on to today's show. And today's show is really uh, lessons from the corner. And this is something that uh, it's sort of a gut check for some of you coaches. If uh, you are the leader of an organization, it's going to you know try and heighten your self-awareness. It's going to ask you to look inward. If you're the coach of a team, uh, it's going to do the same to you if you're a leader of a team of some sort. Uh, but it's really about making sure that as a leader, you're in it for the right reasons. 
and that you have the right intentions. So what do I mean by that? In it for the right reasons. If you're not in it with the people you lead, uh, it's going to be very difficult for you to build a long-term track record of repeatable success and a legacy and, and have joy in the process. You know, this is all about people. It doesn't matter uh, what it is, whether it's a business, whether it's a team. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're leading a team within a business or a team, you know, a, a group within a, within, a, within a sports team. It doesn't matter. You better be about the people. You have to be in it for them. Now, this is not Pollyannish because this also has to align with your intention. So, one, you have to be in it for the people, for the people you lead. If you're going to build a long-term success, and two, you have to be in it to win it. It's very simple. If you're not in it to win it, look, and this isn't little league. I'm not talking about sixth grade soccer or, or you know, uh, you know, tag in the play in the playground. I'm talking about life and about life being a competitive sport. And uh, you know, if you're not in it to help the people, and if you're not in it to profit or to win, and those two motives aren't aligned, they're not front and center in your day every day. You're going to have a, a very difficult time obtaining the type of long-term success uh, you think about. Now, it may not matter to you. You may be one of those people that's just out of alignment. You may be one of those coaches or one of those leaders that's really interested in making sure everybody loves them and likes them. And and uh, you may be that, that that person. And let me tell you, that's also a mistake. Uh, there's nothing I, I, you know, people who are, have that mindset hide their incompetence all the time. You know, I want to be liked by the kids. I want to, I want to make sure that the kid, the athletes love me. I want to make sure my employees really love me, you know, at the expense of the profit motive, at the expense of winning. Uh, if you're a coach and that's you and that's how your mind works. And I'm not, again, I'm talking about real life, the competitive world in real life in competitive sports, uh, and, and obviously in business, which is always competitive and always about making money at some point. If you're not in it and, and, and you have disassociated yourself from the people that you lead, uh, you, you're going to have trouble. There's just no doubt about it, because at the end of the day, you need people to execute to help you fulfill your dream. Nobody does it alone. And so you're going to need to build an organization and an, organi an organization that is built with people first. Uh, with, you know, a culture, a strong culture of love and respect and honor and discipline and excellence uh, about the people. And you drive these messages home and you let them know what's about them, th then you have a greater chance of having success. But if you're trying to build an organization, quite frankly, that doesn't have winning or success in mind, then you're basically just a little league coach. Then you're basically just a, uh, you know, you ought to run a uh, not-for-profit, which is great, fantastic. But if you're going to be in the business world and you're trying to make money, you owe it to the people you lead to learn how to make money. And what I find too much in coaching and what I find too much in leadership is this desire that, that these two things get bifurcated. You have people who are totally fixated on making money where the people become utilities within an organization. The turnover is high. The level of dissatisfaction with the organization, the internal dissatisfaction is high. The burnout rate is high. The joy is low, you know, and people work there, but they grind and they grind and they burn out. You put them on the treadmill and you're on the treadmill yourself. And at the end of the day, you make some money and you have a crappy life. Uh, and I see these people all the time uh, and they don't have the sort of the wisdom and the opportunity to sit back and to look at what they're trying to create. At the same time, on the other side of that, I see the people and the coaches and the teachers uh, out there and the leaders out there that just really want to be liked and make sure that their athletes or their employees really think they're great people 
And, you know, uh, they do that to the point where, you know, first of all, that's, and you have to understand as a coach and as a leader, your job is to teach people how to be successful, not just to be successful, but how to be successful. There's too much of this, you know, you need to be liked stuff out there. And, or the other side is that the results don't matter. They both matter. And I get tired. I get it, it, it just, it, it wears me out to see teachers and coaches out there saying, well, I, you know, I have such a great relationship with my students, or I have such a great relationship with my athletes, or I have such a great relationship with my employees, but you stink as an organization because you haven't taught them that part of being successful is building a culture that, yes, where, you know, internal respect and love and all of those things prevail. At the same time, it's an organization of excellence and outcome and results. And, you know, this is where the this is where the crappy, cowardly coaches hide and the, and the terrible teachers hide on the side where, you know, they want to be loved. And as long as they're appreciated and the kids, you know, smile at them and the kid, you know, that, you know, th- then they, they've had success. And if that is you and if that's the internal dialogue you had, if you'd rather be liked than be successful, you have problems. It's the truth. The truth is, is that sometimes when you're a leader, you have to forfeit being likable in the moment because people with wisdom and athletes over time and people gain wisdom and perspective. They'll understand that if you're honest, you're consistent, that you're forthright, that you have a, a commitment to excellence and that you have high demands of them and you wrap that in an expectation from them. Uh, of, of compassion and empathy, then you can get the most from them, but you can demand the most from them. Uh, but in retrospect, you don't have to be everybody's friend in every moment because that's, you know, that's just, if you want to be, I think, I think I heard Nick Saban said, look, if you want to be liked by everybody, go sell ice cream. You know, but at the end of the day, if you want to produce high level results on a consistent basis, there's going to have to be times when life's going to have to take a back seat because it's the other part of what you're supposed to be teaching. That's the other part of what you're supposed to be teaching that it gets lost on so many coaches. And that's it. You need to teach people how to be a success, how to build programs, how to build consistency, how to build cultures that only have this type of uh, this internal set of uh, relations, but also produce wildly successful, repeatable results. And there's two types of coaches stand on either side of that, right? There's the coach I described. You should be coaching Little League Soccer. Uh, and, and the coach that is a cynic that just basically uses people as utilities. And I want all of you, as you're listening out there, if you're a parent and you have your son or daughters in a program, I want you to evaluate the coach. Don't evaluate the coach on whether or not he or she is a likable person. That's great that they're likable. Ask, uh, Evaluate them. Are they likable or are they teaching your child how to win? Now, you want these things done in perspective, of course. You treat a 10-year-old different than a 15-year-old than you do an adult. But within that context, it's all the same. You must teach them to be successful. What is successful? It's to have have a good, strong, interpersonal relationship with your athletes that's based on consistency and excellence. And you're building a program. You teach them to build programs that produce high level results on a repeatable basis. You know, when I was a boy, I grew up uh, right outside Washington, D.C. And I learned, I went to the Silver Spring Boys Club where I, where I grew up. And and there I, I had the unbelievable benefit. My father was a coach and I had the unbelievable benefit of being around men and coaches who understood this very principle. 
that they were very difficult. They challenged us in every way, uh, but we knew that they loved us, but they really, really challenged us and they immersed us. And this is, you know, this is what so many coaches fail to recognize within their own program. When an athlete is in your program, he's not just learning his the skills that you're trying to teach him. He's learning how programs are supposed to be built and designed. It is no coincidence. Uh, they have these things called coaching trees, right? Where they have a great coach and then they'll follow the all the assistants that came under that coach. Those coaches go on to produce great, great, you know, great uh, programs. And then they in turn produce other assistants. And that's called the coaching tree or the leadership tree. And there's no coincidence that the best coaches, the coaches that have the deepest meaningful relationships with their athletes and also the highest results, highest level, produce the best coaching tree. And that's because those kids and those athletes or those business leaders are not just teaching how to, you know, not just teaching skill, they're teaching program design and they're immersing the kids and the kids may not even be aware of the learning, but they're absorbing it. They're seeing it. They're talking about you know, I, I'm reminded of a, a story of John Wooden, the great basketball coach, and how his athletes, would, would, when they would travel, they'd go watch other teams warm up and practice, and they couldn't believe what they were seeing. You know, John Wooden was called the three-by-five man because every single thing he did uh, was designed. He put it on a on a three-by-five index card, and he had every second of every practice mapped out to a T, and that's what the kids learned from. And those those athletes who participated with him, uh, not only learned how to play basketball at a high level, not only knew that their coach loved them, but they knew how to build a program that could produce repeatable results. Now, John Wood, if you don't know who John Wooden is, you can just Google his name. He's considered one of the greatest coaches, uh, basketball coaches of all time. And he built, uh, you know, UCLA out to, to a uh, dynasty winning, you know, countless uh, national championships. But he did it by teaching his athletes, by being all th- all those things to his athletes, being a mentor and a father figure and a coach, uh, somebody that they cared about and loved. He taught them how to win, and, and he could produce repeatable, high-level results. And, and again, if you're a parent out there and you're looking, you're evaluating your, the uh, program that your child's involved with, you make sure that you put both of those things in your decision-making. Not just, listen, at the very least, you want them to go with a good person, and somebody who cares about your son or daughter. But at the very most, you want that person to also be a good teacher, not just a teacher of skill, but a teacher of program design and a teacher of process and a teacher of consistency and excellence. If you're a coach out there, you're a leader out there, and and I'm talking to you and you're listening to this and you're saying to yourself, well, if you find yourself trying to argue for either side of the ledger, whether it's to be liked uh, or it's to uh, uh, results matter more, then I'm going to urge you to take a deeper look at yourself because they both matter and they both matter a lot. And, you know, it's and most, you know, quite frankly, it's the failing of many coaches to think that it's all about winning. Uh, Now, listen, I'm I'm a professional. I train professional fighters for a living. And the truth is, at the most professional level and in professional sports, they don't pay you to be they don't pay you to try hard. They don't pay me to do my best. They don't pay me to be a nice guy. What they pay me for is to make sure that my fighter wins his fight. Now, here's the unique part of that. For me to do that, I need to be the best coach that I can be. And to be the best coach that I can be, for me, I need to have a connection with the athlete. Right? I need to have a connection with the athlete. Here I go back to that other component piece. I need to have the pro- a connection with the athlete, and I need to have a strong program design 
So those two things cannot be avoided. You cannot have the best results on a consistent basis time over time if you don't have the first part, which is the relationship and understanding about how to build programs and have the relationship with the athlete. On the other hand, if you're one of those guys that say, well, winning is just not that important, let me tell you something. You're not coaching anybody I know. You're not coaching any of the kids I'm involved with. Uh, you know, uh, And I recommend parents to stay away from you, quite frankly, because that's just an excuse for being a loser. That's just an excuse uh, for not taking the time to understand how to win. That's that, That's just, that's an excuse. You're in business to make money. You're in sports to win, but you're in sports to win it the right way. And you're in business to do it the right way, to profit in the right way. And these two things are counterbalanced. So, you know, uh, oftentimes when I, when I look out there, I hear this in teachers all the time. Uh, I happen to run across a lot of teachers and teachers said, well, you know, it's important that, you know, that I relate to the kids or that I'm up at that. Listen, the kids need to learn at the end of the day, too. The kids need to have, a, you know, your job is to teach them a base of knowledge and to teach them how to learn. If you don't do that, if you're just a nice person, if you're, you know, if you're Mr. Jones or Mrs. Jones and the kids love you, but you're not teaching anything, then you're failing. It doesn't matter how the kids feel about you. Okay? You're failing. Your job is to make sure that the kids learn and that they learn how to learn. Your job as a sports coach is make sure that the kids win and that they learn how to win. And your job in business is to make money and to teach people within your organization how to make money, you know, how their part of the business needs to work. So I've been having this conversation over and over. And so many times I, I run up against parents. You know, who'd say, uh, you know, I'd love to bring my son or daughter over to your program, coach. But, you know, they, we have this other guy or gal that we've been working with for, for many years and, and they're just such nice people. Great. You know, uh, that's wonderful. I have nothing against nice people, uh, but that's not the job of a coach. You know, I always tell parents, if your kid needs a friend and have them go out and buy a dog. But, you know, if they're looking for a coach, you know, my athletes know that I love them. That I, that I, I, that I that only want the very best from, but I also have extremely high demands and that I put them into a program and a system that's, that they can watch and they can immerse themselves in that on the other end of that system of high demands and expectations and regimentation is a set of results that they can be proud of and that are going to produce wins on a repeatable basis. So again, let me highlight being a good leader and being a, go a good coach is about two things. Am I in it for the right reasons? And do I have the right intentions? Those two things must match up. One, am I in it for the right reason? Am I in it for the people? Am I in it for my athletes? Am I in it for my employees? Because it must be people first. And then secondly, do I have the right intention? Do I have the intention of teaching how to win? To building programs that produce repeatable high-level results is my intention to teach success. Because if it's not, if you're just, you know, if it's one or the other, you're failing as a coach and you'll never achieve a high level of status and you'll never be able to accomplish what it is, is your romantic view for what it is that you want to be as a coach. You know, winning is great. Don't let anybody, don't let this BS culture out there tell you that winning doesn't matter. Winning matters a lot. It matters. I'm paid to win. You know, in my sport, I'm paid to win. They don't pay me to try hard to be a nice guy. In professional sports, they pay you to win. Uh, but to be the best, like I said, to, to win, I need to have that deep, profound relationship with my athletes so I can get the most from them. And it's the same with you. You know, your job in business is about profit. You need to make money. It's not a business if it doesn't make money. It's a failure. 
But you have to also understand that to make money, you have to treat the people within your organization the right way. Treat the people the right way. Teach them how to be a success. And that's how you become a great leader and a coach. So listen, I want to thank you again for joining me this week. Uh, This topic is near and dear to my heart. If I get a little wound up, please forgive me. But uh, I want to thank you again for joining me. If you're listening on my website, www.yourcornerman.com forward slash podcast, please leave your email address. We'd love to stay in touch. If you're listening on Google or Apple or Stitcher or any of the other platforms, please leave a five-star rating so more people can find my show and uh, they can get and take advantage of the information that I share or my guests share. If you're an event planner, if you run a peer group, if you have a team and you're looking for a speaker, please go to my website, www.yourcornerman.com. Go to the speaking session. If you're looking for somebody to come and talk on leadership, peak performance, uh, team building, uh, building repeatable results. I stay in my lane. This is where I have extreme expertise from both corporate side of America and as a coach of elite athletes. So uh, reach out to me and some of your, or my staff will get back to you or I will get back to you. And as always, I'm, I'm delighted and honored that you've decided to join me. And I appreciate you listening in and listening next week uh, to uh, the show. And I will hear you and see you next time. <music>